Hi, my name is Jeff Pagano, and thanks for tuning in to the Harpin on Rugby podcast. HarpinOnRugby.net is an unofficial fan site for Leinster Ireland Rugby, with write-ups every Monday after matches and regular coverage of the latest news and opinion via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course this pod. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts as well as a host of other platforms. I've said it before, but I've no problem saying it again. It is awesome to have the rugby back. We've done plenty of harping on Leinster's narrow win over Munster last weekend. In case you missed our write-up, I left a link in the program notes for you. Now it's time to turn our attention to the match against Ulster on Saturday evening, and providing us with an opposition view this week is longtime Ulster fan Ian Frizzell, or at Rava underscore Ian, as he's known on the Twitter machine. We discussed what went wrong against Condit and also what players could feature at the Aviva next time round. So without any further ado, here's how we get on. Now it's time for our back and forward chat and joining me this week to make his second appearance on the pod after coming on at the end of June to talk about his role as COVID officer with Ballymoney RFC. He has his Ulster fans hat on today. So welcome to the pod, Mr. Ian Frizzell. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Uh, thanks for having me on again. No problem at all. Always great. It's great to be having um, actual uh, rugby on the pitch to be talking about. Um, but first, before we before we go on about the interpros, um, just to just to follow up, we, we were on uh, we were on talking about your role as the, the COVID officer. Uh, so how, how's everything gone since then? Oh, everything's gone uh, very well. Um, we have uh, almost everyone back on the pitch training. Uh, this Saturday, the minis uh, are out for the first time. Um, I think it's this Saturday. Um, but uh, everyone has uh, has gone through, all the compliance officers have gone through the various bits of training with me. Uh, we're up to speed with what we need to do. Um, first and seconds have been training twice a week for the last uh, few weeks since just the mid- middle of July and they're going well. Um, we're looking forward to getting the first match, um, pre-season match, the last weekend in September. We're, we're, uh, we've got the um, league fixtures have been produced, so uh, we're, in, we're in the league September, October. That's brilliant. Uh, it's, so, it's good to, so good to notice. Yeah, it's good Sorry. to know there's a plan ahead coming ahead now, and uh, and I suppose uh, I suppose nothing really uh, was going to whet the appetite for them more than the the, the return of um, the senior rugby um, on the telly last weekend. Um, whatever happened in the two games, I think all the fans would agree it was great to have it back. But it turns out it was a couple of interesting games. Now it, I, I've been I've been banging on about the Leinster match. Leinster Munster all weekend and uh, I'll just take this opportunity since Leinster have Ulster coming up this weekend it's just a chat a bit about Ulster content from an Ulster point of view so how, how did how did you think it went for you as overall first my first impressions were um, I, I was very disappointed um, I, I thought we were uh, less prepared than any of the other three problems um, I'm not sure um, Dan um, suggested it was probably uh, left on the sofa on Saturday night after the result uh, Glasgow Edinburgh match. Uh, so basically, the guys had uh, less to play for. Um, it's not an attitude that I like. I like to think that you go on the pitch to give your all uh, every time. Um, and uh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed in that respect. Um, there were some good plays though, uh, and on you know, watched it a second time. And um, you know, I was impressed with a few things. Yes, there was the handling errors, um, and there was a couple of defensive laps. But uh, you know, I can put my finger on. I think on the defensive side of things, um, we took the pitch with a young uh, and and very promising centre 
uh, at outside centre, not normally playing through. And, you know, that's a, a very important role in the defensive setup. So perhaps, you know, we could give him a wee bit of a bye ball there. And I think maybe uh, Luke Marshall would have uh, brought a bit more into that, that side of things. Yeah, yeah I agree. I'm yeah, not saying that's the only thing, Jeff, mm. but, you know, it's, it's a factor in it. Oh, definitely. No, I agree. No, I said when I, I watched it a second time as well, and I thought he was, I mean, without, like you say, without being too hard on the young lads, um, mm-hmm. I thought he, I thought he might've been in terms of the match, he might've been the weak, point. um, especially since McCuskey was getting such good go forward ball himself. And, um, you know, it was, it was just a, it was just a shame. What did, what did you make of uh, Billy Burns? I thought Billy Burns played quite well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought he, he varied the play um, a, a fair wee bit and maybe a wee bit more than what we would normally do. Um, I do think in attack we're maybe set up too flat um, and, and we're maybe not coming onto the ball just as well as we could have been. But uh, generally, no, I wasn't, I wasn't unimpressed by Billy. Um, and I think, you know, first game of the season. Um, and yeah, Connacht were in our faces, so... That didn't make it easy for me. Yeah, I had the feeling, um, just watching it there, um, I mean, it was in the Aviva, of course, but it, it did have the feel, it, it was technically a home game for Conant, and it did have that kind of feel about it. I mean, normally, Conant, when Conant are playing at home um, on a Friday, on a wet Friday night in Galway, they, 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 they usually have a, they tend to get the most out of their advantage then. But it, on, on, mm-hmm. this, on this day as well, it, 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 it really did seem like they, they, they were playing with kind of the upper hand throughout. I found. Well, for most of the game, yeah, I thought um, I thought second half, you know, the first first quarter of the second half, uh, that we were probably in the ascendancy, mm. uh, and we got to we got that uh, put, uh, pushover try score to go twenty one twenty. Yeah, and I thought, right, you know, we're going to kick on here and we're going to win this. And then we we basically didn't get out of our own half for, for the, the rest of the game. Mm. Uh, and all credit to Connacht, uh, and I said that after the game, they did deserve to win the match. Uh, and all credit to them. I mean, they kept pressure on us right the last the last uh, play of the game, you know. So and they did some cracking they did some cracking plays during the game. Yeah. Their, their back their backs the handling. I was mesmerised at times, and the handling for that try that Marmion got was absolutely top drawer. Yeah, they're very good in the wider channels. Um, and uh, but I also thought I also thought Jack Carty just just had a good uh, he just had a good control of the game. I thought he he was um, he got yeah he got great service from Marmion. Yeah, uh, and and um, yeah his, he he looked the sort he looked the Jack Carty that we were sort of thinking that he's going to uh, be successor to Sexton. Uh, maybe a season and a half ago, um, you know, irrespective of injuries to others. You know, I thought Carty was really coming on period at the beginning of the season after the World Cup where, where really he, he hit a bit of rock bottom. But certainly um, that halfback display, him and Marmette Sunday, was, was really back to what we were expecting from them. Definitely. And uh, just, go, just going back to Ulster now, I mean, um, before we talk about the players that were on the pitch, like you, you mentioned Luke Marshall there. Um, mm. There was other players that you might have been missing that, um, that, 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 that could have played a factor as well. I mean, we talk about... Um, we, we, we suffered a lockdown um, for a while, and that's the, but uh, talk about lockdown. Every province has, has lost a second row um, in, in like, right. between James Ryan um, your, and then you had Snyman going down after like 
10 seconds. And uh, they're, they're kind of, uh, Thornbury, they're very unfortunate to lose him. That looked like a nasty knock. They've lost him, yeah. He shipped. And then, and of course, yourselves, um, you had Ian Henderson go down a couple of weeks ago. That's That would have been a big, big, big loss to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not just as a second rower, but as, as the uh, team captain and, and, yeah. uh, and, and an inspiration. Um, he just gives something else every time he plays, you know, no matter whether it's in white or green. Uh, I know I know people, particularly down south, um, don't think he's dynamic enough, but he keeps going from, from uh, uh, minute one to whatever time, you know. Uh, 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 so, we, yeah, we missed him. Uh, we probably missed his ballast as well a wee bit. Mm. Um, I like Treadwell. I think Treadwell... Uh, he's still he's still only young, so I, th- I think he has a future. He's very very mobile for a for a big guy. Gets around the pitch uh, quite a lot, um, but he just you know he needs to learn a wee bit of guile and and carrying. Um, I, I looked at Alton Delan on Sunday, and you could see him trying to beat the man rather than run into the man. <laughs> and you know just those wee things just make a make a difference if you can get. That extra couple of yards just by doing that. Definitely. And um, and uh, in your in your front row, how's the, how are things looking up there? It's, uh, it's um, um, Mr. Moore was uh, did did he have a few COVID pounds? <laughs> will, will, will we call them that, or what was the story? Dear, going on dear, there? Dear. Uh, listen, in case the guy uh, picked up on your podcast, I'm not going to make any yeah uh, <laughs> comments. But uh, 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 yeah, let's just say that the. Uh, yeah, the midriff looked a little bit uh, fuller than it. Yeah, than it exactly. Thorough. That's a very good. Um, listen, the listen, the guy. You know, he'll scrum for you all day. He'll hold up that, that mm-hmm. corner. Yeah, uh, and and uh, uh, I mean, Dennis Buckley was getting nowhere yeah. uh, uh, against him. But um, uh, I think it was uh, uh, on the forty-two. Um, had a had a clip of of uh, a play in the Connaught play and showed a gap. Uh, uh, in the Ulster defence, and it was really Marty Moore's to fill. Uh, it was a good five yards off pace. Yeah, uh, and I think that sums it up. What I was impressed with was was the uh, se- uh, was the second half. The two young guys. Uh, I mean, you've basically two guys there at 21, 22 years of age, uh, and they certainly didn't look the place uh, and controlled the scrum so well that, that we did get pushover. Mister Herring, I think. At, at, at Hooker, a young McBurney had the greatest first half, uh, particularly line out. Uh, and I think he spilled the ball, and he also failed to to, to uh, get the ball down when we did get over the line. Um, I put that one, the first one, down to him because he was sort of in control of that uh, control of that mall. Could see the line from where he was, and and all he needed to do was dot it down a bit of green, but he tried to put it through one of our, one of his own players. Uh, but generally, I thought second half. Front row looked pretty good, and, and and there's a future there for those two guys, without a doubt. Definitely, and um, and then just looking in the back row there, yeah, it was a it was a big it was it was always going to be a battle there, especially hmm. you know with the new interpretations and stuff. But uh, how how did you feel that went for the likes of Jordy and Coetzee and stuff? I well, listen, it was a bit messy at times. I thought mm-hmm. Frank, I thought Frank could have uh, could have maybe blown the whistle a wee bit more often. Uh, he let a bit away um, where players were. Questionable whether they were still 
on their feet or not. And, was it me or was Frank Murphy chatting more than usual, or is it just there was no crowd? And I think it was just that there was no crowd. Yeah, yeah. It just it was just a constant uh, hearing his voice over and over again. I didn't notice that too much in yeah. the other matches, but um, no, he was very. He, he definitely kept you informed of what he was. Oh, he was well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good. I um, I mean, I thought he had a good game. Yeah. Yeah, um, kept, I like the communication. Flow on region as well. Yeah, um, he might have pulled Connacht for a yellow card a wee bit earlier. Mm-hmm. He kept a lot of penalties, um, particularly in the in, in the final third of the play. Um, and uh, I mean, the one that they did do, we got to the try from it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I thought he did quite well. That that part of the, that part of the game. I just thought it was a wee bit messy at times. Yeah. Uh, Kutsia had one fantastic steal just uh, at the very start um, where he won. And I thought, that he, you know, he sort of set the scene for for the rest of it. But, um, I think probably Connacht won that battle. Yeah. Uh, at the breakdown anyway. Yeah. Jordy Jordy had, um, had 22 tackles uh, in the game, which was the most by any player in the two games. Mm. So that stat. So he was busy enough in that respect, but then probably we have to be. Yeah, it just seemed to be the the problem. Just seemed to be getting no, no trouble. Not you. Know, won't say you had no trouble getting into the twenty-two, but it was just especially in the first half. Um, you were getting you, you'd get so far, but then it would just. Just, just that ability to, um, just to finish off, finish it off. You know, it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was tough yeah. to stuff going forward. Now, Conant had a couple of good moves for their tries and stuff, but it was kind mm-hmm. of, it was kind of an even contest apart from those, if you, if you know what I mean. Um, I would agree with you. But yeah. it was just the, it was just the difference in that being able to finish, find, find that little extra pass um, at the last minute, and then, then I or just. Just, just that, just that, create that little opening for somebody to 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 slip through. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we did it. We did it on the uh, on the advantage for Stockdale's. I mean, that was well enough work, but uh, there were other opportunities. Um, that yeah, perhaps we should have uh, made more of. There was one that I remember uh, coming down the the, uh, the left wing, uh, where uh, we created a wee bit of space for Stockdale and. The, the pass to him hit his shoulder. Yeah. Um, so you know that was a bit inaccurate. Um, and then there was a couple of other reasonable. We looked reasonably good. Um, put a couple of phases together, and then we spilled the ball or lost the ball. Those are very frustrating, particularly uh, you know when you are sort of making a making a nice play. Nice yeah, I mean, it's 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 exactly the kind of thing you'd expect to see in a preseason match, which is technically what it was. Um, it was just that you know, like there was one, um, like uh, in the second half, I remember uh, Ian Madigan fired one of his Exocet missiles um, oh. uh, to where, where I think he thought was it Ludic um, was 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 wide on the left wing, but he turned, he'd cut in. Just just that little that's misunderstanding. Right. Um, it was, that's the kind of mm-hmm. thing that, that that'll be fixed in a couple of weeks. And, well, yeah. And, I, I, not, I, I noticed that from from uh, from Madzer. He, he hasn't uh, lost the ability to fire the exit. Oh, he doesn't even think. He doesn't even think to... to, to I mean, it, it's up to you. It's up to you to catch it. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. like, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, take any prisoners. Um, uh-huh. he, yeah. um, he's little, I thought his little cameo wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, he... Yeah. he he, uh, for a guy who hasn't had much rugby, uh, he was flitting about the pitch not too badly. Yeah, I mean, um, it didn't it didn't help that he had didn't help that he had Bundyaki running over him um, after like two seconds on the pitch. Know, like, you know, we'll come. We'll, I mean, I'll come to that one now because I looked at that again today. Yeah, and I, um, I don't know why Bundyaki was standing 
and uh, in, in such an obvious position. Um, the ball stayed in the scrum for so long uh, that you could just see what was happening. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, rather than having Stuart McCluskey in that position uh, up against Bundyaki, we had probably the smallest man at that stage on the pitch. Yeah, it was a curious matchup, all right. Um, and he, yeah. he he didn't do too bad to to make him make him pump his legs after the tackle, but um, he still had yeah. enough plenty of momentum to go through. He just him. had enough um, enough momentum, but yeah, I mean. Aggie's massive. I mean, they talk about that muscle, uh, six kilos of, of, uh, of additional muscle he has put on. I, know. I mean, I know. that's incredible. That's scary stuff, uh, yeah. He's a, he is a powerful guy. I mean, he hit, he hit uh, Craig Gilroy after about two, two or three minutes. The very start, yeah. Let, yeah. Well, welcome, welcome back. Yeah, exactly. Welcome, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, so. He was hitting guys all around him, and, and he was taking the ball at pace most of the time when he was getting it, she made a big difference potential runs. Yeah, and um, so I suppose the the, the other big uh, the other big question was uh, how did how did you feel with uh, Mr. Stockdale at fifteen? I like him at at fifteen. I've liked him at fifteen ever since he played in the twenties. Um, it just gives him uh, a, a bit more time to to to, to look. In his first season, or that really good season he had, um, it was you know it was the new kid in the block. Um, people people have got have got uh, w- uh, well wary of him now on on the wing. Uh, he doesn't get the same space, and I mean that's not because Ulster are not giving him the space. That's because the opposition are are are, are so aware of what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, at fullback, in the two or three games that he's played. He, he does get a wee bit more space, and you can see that it, you know where, where he drifts into the ball. He did a couple of times uh, on Sunday. Uh, he drifts onto the ball. He can be very, very dangerous. He's got that lovely left foot that's going to come into play as well, uh, uh, pushing the grubbers through for others. Yeah, I like I like that idea. Whether he'd play there this weekend or not, I'm not 100% sure. All right, okay. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just thinking that. But both our wingers on on Sunday. Uh, if I was picking the team, I wouldn't be having them back on this weekend. Okay. Uh, I just thought Gilroy was Gilroy was poor, and I don't know what it is with 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 Gilroy. At times, when when uh, when he was scoring tries for fun, you would have uh, you would have allowed him a couple of slip ups in defence. Um, he's making the slip ups still in defence, but he's not creating anything, in, uh, mm. and, and hasn't done really for a while. Um, I think. Little uh, Mike might his fit might play on on the weekend on Saturday. Okay. Uh, Stockdale may go back to the left wing, and you might see Fadis or Larry starting a fullback. And that's, um, my, that's that's how I would play it. To be oh yeah, no, exactly. No, it's just uh, because I was wondering what the um, was there any uh, other implications to Stockdale playing there? Um, I mean, do you think that's a thing that Andy Farrell might have floated? There's um, a possibility, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we know we know from the past. We know we know how Joe Smith, even though it was always denied, we know how he influenced selections in yeah. the province. So yes, there's there's a possibility that that's um, been said. You know, maybe that Farrell um, has said, look, you know, that could be the conversation. We don't know. Yeah, we, yeah. But, you know, there's speculation from well, that's that that that's what makes it all the more fun, you know. Um, yeah. So okay. So we've got um. So th- like like you said like you said before the uh, the the result didn't matter as much um after the Glasgow result the night before. So you kind of know you're in a kind of a semi final scenario. It's most likely probably going to be Edinburgh 
um, you'll be playing. Uh, the, the, Edinburgh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the way the league is shaken up. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do that. They'll be, um, because they'll, they'll have to be, they'll be crossing jurisdictions, as it were. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see what uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there. But when it comes to the match this um, Saturday night, is it kind of a it, it, it's I mean you you won't want to you definitely after after what he said about last Saturday's performance, you don't want to go saying well we're in the semifinals so this result doesn't really matter. He'll want to put out a pretty much full strength team for this one, wouldn't he? I I, I wrote something down earlier on there. I, I've already seen um, a couple of comments that uh, you know this Saturday's game out. Uh, it'll be a chance to experiment. It'll be a chance for both teams to, you know, to rest players because of the semi-finals coming up. I, I, I've only one thing to say. I try two things to say. One, Leinster are going for twenty-one out of twenty-one. Yeah. And Ulster are going on the back of a defeat against uh, a, a team that we struggle to put away at any time. But. Um, you know, we will not be going there, uh, I would have thought, with any other intentions than making a game of it. So, uh, you know, to, to hack with the, the idea that, it's, uh, that it is a pre-season friendly, yeah. it'll be anything. But it might not have the intensity of uh, Leinster Munster. But for Ulster, it'll be a chance for them to get back on the proverbial horse uh, and set themselves up um, nicely for the trip. Edinburgh then the following week. Definitely. I mean, it's like, um, yeah, I, just in general, I've never been a fan of this. Uh, you know, I, I want to, I want the everyone, it's, I know it might be considered naive the way rugby set up, but you know, I want to play the game that's on the day, not, not be, not have a game that's two weeks away or three weeks away mm. factored into it. You know what I mean? It's like um, the, 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 the game's there to be won. And, um, but the other thing is, is that, I mean, it's not like being, looking back to Ulster's last visit to the Aviva to play Leinster. I mean, that was, uh, that was a match you definitely could have won. And um, it's, it's, it's never, it's, it's, it's always a, it's always a big contest when these two get together. And <laughs> it's definitely, you definitely know how to, how to get at us. Well, the, the, you know, that game you're talking about, the quarterfinal, um, I mean, that was on a knife edge. Mm. Um, probably, probably, I'm not sure whether it was the Stockdale drop or the, uh, the Cooney missed uh, kick that, that, uh, that turned that game, but it certainly turned at that stage because um, uh, up to then I could only see one winner. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, maybe Jack Conan had something to say about that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, he sort of brought Leinster by the scruff of the neck back into the game. Um, not all him, but they certainly had a big factor in it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've never thought that Ulster have gone into a game against Leinster thinking anything other than we to win this. Uh, I know there have been times where our last league game, proverbially, been <laughs> against Leinster for the last few years. Uh, and, there, and, you know, there have been times where Leinster have come to Belfast and uh, maybe not brought, uh, you know, the number one selection with them. Yeah. Uh, but even then, you know, when the when when the kids come, they still put the uh, the effort in to try and win the game. So it's always been a contact. I would expect nothing less this Saturday. Yeah, definitely. And uh, looking looking further, talking about matches uh, down the line. I mean, you've got uh, you've got a small the small matter of uh, of, of Toulouse. And uh, what's the what's the latest on that? Is it? I mean, with the there's a lot happening in France now with the cases going up and all this kind of stuff. I mean, is there any talk of that game being in jeopardy? Well, 
Other than you saw my comment, uh, Jeff, to the yeah. news that uh, I think it was two more teams in, in uh, mm. top 14 had, had uh, players and staff testing positive. Uh, and, you know, given the situation at Stade Francais, uh, I, I honestly can't see um, them risking bringing guys from another jurisdiction, as you call it, yeah. um, into that environment. Certainly, if that was happening in the next couple of weeks, I, I honestly don't think that game would, would go ahead. Mm. Um, it's, it's still, you know, what, three, four weeks away? Um, so, there's, so there's time for things to change. But um, at the moment, um, I, would have, I would have thought that unlikely that, that, that that'll happen. I'm thinking of, you know, the efforts that the RFU have put into, uh, you know, the return to rugby uh, right from the top down. Uh, and I mean, they've dictated to to everybody basically what uh, arrangements should be put in place, uh, and not to uh, put anybody at risk. So um, I'd be surprised if 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 they were uh, they weren't in the ear of uh, the European body at the moment. Yeah, you say it's, you say it's three or four weeks away. That's time. That's time. For example, just as one scenario, to bring Toulouse maybe over to Dublin, quarantine for a couple of weeks, and then get ready for a match at the Aviva. You know, something something they might have to well, think, would, of, think outside I the box. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would love that scenario. I don't know if that's uh, um, likely to happen. No. Um, you know, they, they might say, well, look, we can bring Toulouse to, um, you know, to, to, to North London. Mm. We could, uh, you know, quarantine them there and then bring Ulster in and play the game and, you know, in, in, in and around London somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but I just think we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I've fingers crossed that, um, that the, the top 14 clubs get on top of this thing anyway yeah. and that it doesn't, doesn't escalate for, for, for all sorts of reasons and not just for, for the one game that's down the line. Exactly, because I mean, it it it'd be a shame because I mean, pound for pound, um, you know, even even if there wasn't the lockdown, it, yes, I mean, Ulster were going well, and they 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 could have definitely um could have definitely done a job um over in Toulouse, um, you know, back in April at the mm-hmm. play when it was supposed to. So it'd be a shame right. now if anything happened to this uh this fixture. I really I really hope it goes ahead with everything uh, as as equal as they can possibly make it. Um, yeah. But uh, sure, 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 we'll, sure, we'll have to see. Um, so, so you're you're expecting um, you're expecting a good, a good, a good, well fought co- contest now this this uh, Saturday overall. I mean, Leinster. Um, right. Yeah. I see. I see. Uh, I see Rob Kearney in the in the news there. So we're expecting him to play. Uh, what about Dave? That's another another um, back you guys have lost. I don't know how long he's out for, but it looked yeah. like. A, He's out, for, like a, he's, he's out for a hamstring, yeah. so it's a month at yeah. the very least, isn't it? Yeah, he's that. Ter- that was terrible because he was going great. He was going great yep. before the before the lockdown, and um, he was doing decent uh, on Saturday. He deserved the start on Saturday, and um, but uh, just just terrible. You know, just a few players have just uh, to, to 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 be waiting that long, and then in the very first match. To go down, to go down for something long term, just uh, I mean, that's, and that's, that's terrible. Absolutely, that's that's that's, uh, that's gutting. And uh, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, just talking about um, Simon. I I uh, saw the news on there today, and I, I immediately thought at the time we lost Jared Payne in his second game for a full season uh, after he signed for us, uh, and we lost Kotsia for a full season. He didn't even get to Belfast to get injured. Mm. Uh, so you know that those two were were gut wrenching at the time, 
so I can imagine the Munster fans, how they're feeling and Munster players. I can imagine how they're feeling at the minute, uh, losing that guy who was, uh, you know, was brought in there to, you know, him and uh, Dale Andy to, uh, you know, to get Munster into a position where they can actually win trophies. Uh, looking at the both of them, both from their international uh, careers and uh, what they're bringing into Munster at the club, there's no question that we're going to be big influencers. So, uh, it's a big setback for for Munster. Definitely. And especially when, um, especially when he got the injury doing, when he had just shown what he can bring to their team, he mm. stole, stole a brilliant line out. And it did, it, I, the way I saw it, his lifters did lose him. But when you're, when you're, when you're the defending team, the, you don't always know, you don't know where the ball is going. And he jumped right. across. They, there was mm. no way they could have brought him down. It was just a freak. freak I was a freak. I, I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on another note, uh, um, young um, young Ronan Kelleher would have been glad to see the back of him at that stage. Um, so he he didn't function too well uh, at the throne and on Saturday. I mm. thought, um, but that's that's learning for him, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Brilliant. Brilliant guy. Yeah. Well, listen, um, we're gonna we're gonna probably leave it there, Ian. Um, thanks so for coming on. It was great to great to have a chat about Ulster. I'm re- I mean, well, whether it means anything or not, I mean, it's always it's always a big match. Um, you, I'm sure it's going to be brought up that there that it's the oldest interprovincial. Um, that, that that's always given a mention or two before this game. Where you get that? Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's never. Um, it's, it, it's a game that generally never disappoints, and um, and hopefully, like there, you know, there won't be it'll, there'll be more good rugby and less uh, less less injuries coming out of it so because we've got big 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 matches semi-finals and european matches ahead that that uh, mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully go a lot better so listen yeah i'm, hope, I'm hoping uh, i'm hoping to, that, that we might see um a couple of the other young fellows um uh, maybe make a squad um young young moore who played in the in the rds game earlier in the season um was it the rds game yeah mm. uh, he came on uh Obviously, I have a vested interest because he's from my hometown here, oh, there you uh, go. and I, I know his dad very well. So I'm I'm hoping that he's in the squad and gets some game time. Be interesting. Yeah, my son, um, my son, my my older son. He's he's 23. He's not that he's not that big into rugby, but he was a school. He was in school a year ahead of Eric O'Sullivan. So oh, whenever right. um, whenever um, whenever I'll start playing Leinster, he always asked me, "Oh, how did Eric play? How did Eric play? How did he do?" <laughs> So I'll pass on. I'll pass on the message that, that you're impressed with him in the second half. Um, it was a good. Oh, very much so. Uh, um, he, he's uh, he, he's the future. Jack uh, Jack will be uh, thinking he's got um, an opportunity to get back into the uh, international setup for the unfortunate Dave Kilcoyne injury. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, you know you won't see you won't see Jack taking a backward step. Yeah, but, um, I, I think he'll feel a lot of pressure this season. Definitely. Maybe more than last from Young O'Sullivan. Right. Okay, okay. Well, we'll leave it there. Um, thanks again for coming on, and uh, we'll probably have you on again um, soon. Because, like, well, we just heard today that uh, the South African teams are dropping out of the pro the the the, the league. So it, it looks like That's it's a mess. Be, yeah, it is. That's a mess. Um, it's it well for one thing i never liked using the numbers in the names it's just just call it pro rugby or whatever just forget about the uh-huh. numbers and see see who you've got but uh it looks like it might go back to a 12 anyway for next season so uh, yeah and our and our good friend tom he reminded us that scarlets are still the pro 12 
<laughs> yeah there is that yeah we'll give them that that's true um okay well listen um we'll, we'll have you back on again soon probably, you'll probably they'll probably be playing uh ulster again before christmas and uh hopefully we'll uh we'll have both had a good good few uh, our teams will have had a good few outings in the meantime yeah so, jeff will have a will have a pro tw- pro 14 final maybe definitely uh, definitely fingers definitely. crossed yeah yeah fingers crossed okay man well best of luck over the coming weeks and uh, we'll talk to you again soon thanks for coming on ian You too, and thanks for having me, Jeff. Thanks for sticking with us right to the end, and thanks again to Ian for the chat. Later in the week on Thursday, we'll have our list of upcoming rugby on Irish TV. Then that evening, I'll be taking part in an interpro chat for three blokes to ball and buy. The team announcement for Leinster v Ulster will appear on our Facebook page Friday lunchtime, with a preview to follow later in the day. In the meantime, enjoy your rugby and stay safe, everyone. Slán.